There's some people. <laughs> Adam B, no more running for office. Oh, we can talk about that. It's going to take a minute. It's going to take a hot minute before I run for office. And I'll explain that to you if you like tonight, if you want to dive into that. But welcome, Adam. Who else do we have? Hang on. I'm just, I haven't used this system in so long live. So Orion says you're back on live. Can you guys hear me okay? Michael Warner says thumbs up. Richard Bevan says hello. Getting a thumbs up on the sound, if you guys can hear me. Do you like the new the new background? I feel like it's kind of a warmer, warmer thing. I just wanted to check in. It's it's been a long time, and I have been through a lot. Adam says, great to see you. Been too long, buddy. I know, Adam. I know. I haven't done a live. I don't know, Orion, you would probably know how long it's been since I've done a, a live, since you're basically my stalker. It, it may have been back in May, maybe April, May. It's been a long time. And I, I got to tell you, it's been it's been a tough battle. I did get asked this year to run for Congress. The United Utah Party asked me to run in the third district, which is which is where I always wanted to run in the first place because that's my district, but I would never want to run against John Curtis because I really like John Curtis. Now that he's running for Senate, I thought, you know, maybe this is the chance. But funny thing about running for Congress, you need money and I'm out of it. And the people who supported my campaigns, they're out of it. <laughs> so... And I, I got to tell you, I, man, I lost faith for a while. I really did. And maybe you saw that in some of my posts. Orion says nine months, I'm guessing. Adam says, I'm sure I'm not the only one, but we all wish you the best. Thank you so much, Adam. I, I got to tell you, I came off of this last campaign and really didn't know what my future looked like, but had an opportunity to go in business with my campaign manager. We started a business. I'll be glad to tell you about it if you want. It's been going really well. But over the last six months, politically, I I slipped into a malaise. And I I really started to wonder if our country was going to survive. And because of that, I thought to myself, you know, I can't convince any diehard Trump supporters uh, of what he is, what he represents, and I'm not going to convince anybody on the left. So what's it all for? And I kind of got really down and you might have seen some of my posts. I'm like, I think I think I'm just going to become a prepper because if if Trump wins the nomination right now, it looks like he's going to and gets convicted at the same time. I'm going to talk about a constitutional crisis. And then if he loses, and I think there's a really good chance he does lose because he does not attract the middle and he does not attract the left and you need the middle to win. If he loses, he's going to claim election fraud again. And if that happens, I, I don't know if our country survives it. And so I 
I fell into this place where I didn't feel like I had any chance to make a difference anymore. And I had given up. I'd just given up. Jake says, so happy to see that live notification. Thank you, Jake. Jake's been a great supporter and a good friend. Orion says you have to have time and money. Working a day job takes your time. Well, and you remember when I ran for Congress the first time I had to quit my day job. I couldn't be on the radio anymore. And that was effectually the end of my radio career. It's kind of done. 25 years of radio, done. And that's another part of it. I could have left Utah. I mean, there's no talk positions available in Utah right now. And so, you know, I've been offered jobs in other states for for talk radio, and I've turned them down because my family is here, and this is my home. And so, you know, kind of done with talk radio, which is kind of weird. But in a lot of ways, I I don't miss it. But anyway, Orion says January Walker went through the same exact thought process. It's hard when you feel like all hope is gone with your country. It's hard, you know. And and I got to tell you, you know, I I can say and Jake can say and Orion can say and some of you I don't know exactly, but I know that we can say we fought like hell. And I thought, well, maybe it's enough, you know? Maybe I did my part, and if the country, you know, falls to pot, then, you know, I did my part. And I've got, <laughs> I'm building my food supply. I'm building my ammo supplies. I'm always armed. I'm packing right now. So I'll be honest, I gave up for a while. I did. I gave up. But just recently, I don't know, I, I, started to, I started to feel the ping again. I started to feel that thing again. And so I thought, well, you know, maybe I'll post a couple of small videos. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, what about this? And, and what about that? And I don't know if you've seen it. If you've been following me on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all of a sudden, I'm posting four videos a day, and I'm loving it again, and I'm getting great response, and the channels are growing again, and am I changing hearts and minds? You know what? Who knows and who cares? I, I got to say my piece, and, and I, I have been given a platform to do that. I have enough followers on these platforms that I ought to be doing that. You know, I'm probably getting 20,000 views a week right now across all my platforms. That's 20,000 times to try and reason with people, to try and speak peace to people. How many people have that? You know, I, I shouldn't waste that. I should not waste that. And so that's kind of what I'm doing right now. Orion says 2024 is going to be wild, like hold on to the handlebars wild. I know, I know. Hang on, we've got somebody offering promotions from Twitch. We're going to do the old, the old ban there. Manuel says, Jay, don't lose hope, man. It's good to see you, Manuel. 
He says, I know it looks bleak, but there's more to life than politics. People are good. The world is good. We just need to talk to our neighbors. I know, I know. But, you know, for 25 years, I've been in this. And even before that, you know, this has been my life. This has been everything. And when you see it all kind of falling to pieces, but I'll tell you what, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, but as as much as four years ago, people were asking me who I wanted to run for president. Do you remember who I said? Orion, do you remember who I said? Does anyone remember who I said? Let me know if you, if you remember who I said. Uh, Adam says, trust yourself, my friend. I got a lot of faith in you. You're very kind, Adam. I, you're very kind. Jake says, you fill a void that those of us without the platform can't. That means a lot to me also, Jake. And I've been kind of, kind of feeling that. So I actually went, you know, recording the videos, I can do that really quick, but uploading them to all of the platforms takes hours. And so I used a platform called Upwork. It's kind of like Fiverr. I found somebody. She's fantastic. She's uploading all of the videos. So all I have to do is pump those out. And then she's posting them to all the networks. And, you know, one of the things about social media is you have to post a lot. And so we're doing four a day. I've probably got 20 in the hopper right now. And I did my first long form video today, which you may have seen. That's also on the podcast and YouTube. So I guess, I guess I'm going to say it. I'm back, baby. I'm back and I'm excited. And I feel once again, like I can do something. It's not running for Congress right now, but I promise you, I am not leaving that idea forever. I just have to. Many of you know, when I ran for Congress the first time, I cashed out the the 401k. I quit my job. Basically, when I came out of that first campaign, I was destitute. I had no money. I had no job. I don't possibly know how we ran a second one. I've kind of blanked that all out. I can't do it that way again. I just can't. So it's got to be a different path, right? It's got to be it's got to be a different way. Mike joining us. Mike, it's good to see you. He says there, there's always rumble. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'll tell you if you're interested what, what we're doing business-wise, we back after the first campaign, I didn't, I didn't have any idea what I was going to do with my life because I had done talk radio for 25 years. Before that, I was in the restaurant business. So literally, I had no idea. I I had talk radio offers from other states, but I, that just didn't feel right. And a company that I had endorsed while I was on the radio, we became good friends, and they called me up one day, and they said, hey, do you want to kind of take over the sales of this company that offers tax services to day traders? And I'm like, I don't know a thing about taxes and I don't know a thing about day trading. And I'm not a salesman. And in fact, Orion will tell you, I am I am an introvert extraordinaire, which is another reason I'm surprised they ran for Congress. Talking to strangers is incredibly difficult for me. I have I have this thing called essential tremors. Many of you've seen it, but I shake. I shake a lot 
And people think I'm nervous when I'm in public and when I speak. And this same condition, it's called essential tremors. When I go to speak to people that I don't know, when I have to call strangers, the fight or flight or whatever, they don't know what to call it, it acts up and I start to shake violently. In fact, you may have seen it in the second congressional debate. I had a literal nervous breakdown and I was shaking so bad and my mouth was so dry. And I think it was Burgess offered me some water and I went to take it and I couldn't get it up to my mouth. And I knew the camera was on me and I'm holding it with both of my hands and I'm trying to get the water in. And so I didn't ever picture myself doing cold calling or anything like that, but I didn't have a job. I didn't, you know, and so I'm like, yeah, I'll try it. And I found that because when you're a member of Congress, not a member of Congress, actually, even when you're a member of Congress, but when you are running for Congress, you spend 90% of the time dialing for dollars. You're on the phone calling strangers. And I didn't want to do it, but I had to do it. So I am just, you know, dialing like crazy. And I learned to talk to people. So when they offered me this job, I'm like, Okay, I guess I'll try it. Turned out I was pretty good at it. They only offered day trading services to people who trade Forex. That's foreign exchange. And that was a very simple thing. And then I said, well, why don't we advertise on Google to regular day traders? And they were like, okay, let's try it. And suddenly I'm inundated with all of these questions that are not related to Forex. Stock traders, options traders, futures traders, crypto traders. And they're like, how do we set ourselves up? Do we operate in an LLC? The laws are for day trading are just insane. They are absolutely insane. So I didn't know the answers, but I started doing the research. And eventually, because you guys know me, I do the research. I won't come on the air unless I've done the research. So in very short order, I became an expert in day trader taxes. In fact, I'm one of the premier experts in the country on day trader taxes now. Who would have thought that I spend all day on the phone talking to day traders about something that I had no clue about just just after the the 2020 campaign. Well, so long story short, the company that I worked with, the partners had a falling out. And I asked him, I said, would you mind if I take your client base and all the research you've done with Google keywords and stuff, would you mind if I start my own company? Well, so Dave Long, my former campaign manager, who's the father I never had, he's the brother I never had, he loved the idea, and so we got together. He's kind of the money side, and I, we put together the website and all these systems. It's called daytraderstaxes.com, and we started offering entity creation, so LLCs and S-Corps, tax returns for day traders, education, and the company's been going crazy. And we're going into tax season now. We thought it would take six months of negative cash flow to get it going. And we've been break even or better since day one. So that has taken a huge load off. 
although we're going into tax season and we're probably going to get buried. But that's the good news is I'm building something that could put me in a place where the next time I decide to jump back in the ring, I'm not going to have to sacrifice my family to do it. So that's the, that's the, that's the long and the short. Let's see. Ryan says, yeah, your first run. Whoops. At least it wasn't drugs you got into or an MLM. (laughs) Adam says, sorry to be a squeaky wheel, but I'd like to form an alliance of sorts with you. I think we have some very synonymous common interests. How can I schedule some time to chat? If, of course, that is something you're not imposed to. Not at all, Adam. I'm just going to Let's see, can I respond just to yours? Well, this is an interesting, I haven't seen, let me check here. Oh, that's what that is. I haven't flashed the comments up in a while either. I, I You know what, I even forgot I could do that. <laughs> it's been a while. Adam, and for anybody else who wants to reach out to me, I am going to put my email in the comments. You tell me if you can see this. It's just the jmac at gmail.com. Hopefully you can see that. But again, T-H-E-J-A-Y-M-A-C. Feel free to email me there. And I and I have a website, jmcfarland.com. Hey, Sheldon joining us. Sheldon made a comment on my Facebook page yesterday or the other day. He says, hey, Jay, hope all is well. Jake Field talking about Dave Long, my business partner who was my campaign manager. He says Dave is the best. I don't know how many of you know about Dave. If you worked with the campaign, you know about him. Dave was just a listener to my show. He had no political background, except for he had an interest in supporting politics. And I met him through a friend in radio, and we decided to sit down for lunch. And Dave thought he was just going to give me a few hundred dollars for my campaign, and that was it. And I quickly talked him into giving a max donation, which I think was $2,800, and then another max donation once the primary was over. And he just started working with us, doing little things here and little things there and, but you know, helping us raise money. And he just was so excited and, and just loved what he was doing. Eventually we asked him to elevate what he was doing for the campaign. And finally we just asked him to be the campaign manager because he is such a go getter. And he's like, I don't know anything about campaigns. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. I mean, we can get that information from other people. We need somebody to execute. And he was, of course, amazing moral support. And so now he's, I talk to him every day. He is such a great friend. And I truly mean it when I say the father I never had, the brother I never had. He just is such an amazing, amazing support for me. So yeah, you are, you are correct, Jake. Dave is the best. So that is kind of where I'm at. Orion says, so do you have your own day trading portfolio? No, I tried day trading and hated it. Some people love looking at the bars, you know, the charts on the screen. I, 
It does nothing for me. I learned enough to where I could make money, but it just does nothing for me. I need more of a purpose. You know, it's like making money for the sake of making money. And and let me tell you, I work with a lot of traders who make incredible money. I was on the phone. <laughs> We're doing taxes for this sweet little lady and I asked her, you know, I'm like, so how much did you make? And she said, well, it was kind of a down year. And I'm like, okay, how much did you make? She says, I only made $400,000. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got traders that make millions of dollars. And I know they're not talk because I have their tax documents. But equally the same, I have traders that lose their shirts and... There's a there if you're ever thinking about day trading, there's a commonality with all of my traders who make good money. That commonality is they take their time. They demo trade. A lot of people don't know that you can get a brokerage account and trade in the real world with fake dollars, with monopoly dollars. So you can spend I know people that spent 5 years demo trading until they got to a point where they knew their system worked. But I also know people who started day trading with their own money from day one. And if you're going to do that, you might as well go to Vegas. At least you can see a show, you know, because that's just pure gambling. So the the day traders who make money, they are like robots. They're not thinking about the last trade. They have a system that works. But not for me, Orion, not for me. But I love helping them because if I if I took the time right now to tell you about all the crazy laws around day trading, it, it's absolutely insane. And a lot of the laws aren't written into the code. They come from court cases. So you can't even look up on the IRS website how it works. There's only a couple firms in the country that deal with day traders taxes. And guess what? I'm one of them. Who who would have thought Jay McFarland, a tax professional, owner of a a a a tax firm that deals with clients all in every state. Jake says, I'm just going to say it. You should start a movement where we current and future supporters can gather political party, Facebook groups, Slack channel, their strength in numbers. You know, we. We started something before I ran for Congress the first time. Orion was part of it, and it was called Lift Politics. And I think it's still there. We spent a lot of time building core principles that we felt that the people who represent us and even ourselves should that we should follow. And I don't even remember how to how to pull those up on the screen anymore. But if you if you go to liftpolitics.org and take a look at those managing principles, I've I guiding principles, we spent so much time on those and this is something that I would love to get back to, Jake. I think that we really, we really nailed it. 
these were based upon guiding principles that I had put together for my first campaign. And our idea was to get candidates and politicians to accept the challenge. And we had a couple of, of congressional candidates, you know, take the challenge, but we kind of, it just kind of, oh, you know what? I think I know how to do it here. Actually, I'm being dumb here. Hang on. Give me a second. All right. One second here. Let's see if I can remember how to do this. So we go back here and then we go to here. Whoa, that's weird. Zoom in on the screen using the scroll gesture. Show current application. That is really weird. Let's say Chrome. Show Chrome. What is going on? That is really... <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, wait. Zoom to app window. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm doing here, people. <laughs> anyway, let me see if I can bring you guys back. <laughs> Hang on. How do I bring you guys back? There we go. <laughs> I've forgotten how to do all of this. <laughs> I, if you want to see it, Jake, go to livepolitics.org. Let me, let me know what you think. Mike says, make a Discord channel. Yeah, I could certainly do that. Chris says, are you still in the UUP? Yeah, yeah. And they've asked me, they've invited me to do some things this year. I just, I just haven't had time. There is somebody named Vaughn Cook. I believe he's running in the 4th District. He supported our campaign both times. He is fantastic. So if you have a chance to support or work with Vaughn Cook, I would absolutely recommend it. Orion asks, is there any licensing or certification for what you do? Yes. You have to register with the federal government. You, you believe it or not, you, you do not have to have any licensing to prepare people's tax returns. You just have to register with the IRS and get something called a P-10. If you want to file electronically with the IRS, you have to get something called an E-FIN. That takes a little bit more work. Ideally, you have a CPA working for you, and then there's something called an enrolled agent, which I had never heard of in my life. An enrolled agent is actually a higher standard than a CPA. They're the only people certified by the IRS to represent clients to the IRS. So we have a CPA, we have an enrolled agent who handle the returns. I'm like the front man. I handle all the consultations and I have committed all the laws to memory. And believe it or not, you do not have to be licensed in any state with the exception of New York and Oregon to prepare state returns, which I was surprised by all of that. So very, very interesting. 
Let's see. Oh, interesting. Dave Long just texted me. He says, Legal Zoom is advertising on our Facebook Live. Legal Zoom is one of our competitors because they do cookie cutter LLCs. But if you're going to put together a day trading entity, you do not want to use one of those cookie cutters because you will fall on your face. That's not bad. Let's see. David says, what is your opinion of Dean Phillips? And do you think his candidacy hurts Joe Biden and the general election? I don't understand the people who think it does. Honestly, I don't know a lot about Dean Phillips. I mean, I hang on a sec. Yeah, I mean, I've been out of the game for a long time. So Dean Phillips. So I'm assuming Democrat running against Biden. Is that is that correct? Let's see. I don't. Yeah. Biden challenger Dean Phillips. Uh, he didn't have a chance. I would, you know, not a chance in my opinion. Orion says, we did spend quite a bit of time on Lyft. Sadly, I couldn't get too many politicians interested in taking the challenge. We got Becky Edwards to do it. We got a few, Orion. Let's see. Adam says, no pressure, no pressure, no pressure. Jake says, I've looked at Lyft a few times. Love it. Could be a great platform to build the community on. Is there a Facebook group or anything similar to it? We did put together a Lyft group. I don't think. I don't think anybody's looked at it for for a long time. So I'm not sure there's much going on. And and to I'll be I'll be totally honest with you right now, Jake. The idea of putting together a group or starting another movement or something like that, it feels very exhausting to me. So give me some time. I'm just kind of getting back into the swing of things. I know that we have a core group of people that that are interested in this type of thing. So let me catch my breath. And, you know, who knows, who knows, you know, what it's, what's going to happen? Who knows? We could talk a little politics today. We could talk a little Trump and the E. Jean Carroll situation. We could talk a little bit of Nikki Haley I asked you before who I thought should run for president, and I brought this up four or five years ago. It was Nikki Haley. I've been hoping she would run run for president for some time, and she is infinitely more electable than Donald Trump. And this is this is what bothers me, is that I know people love Trump, think he's a bulldog, he's going to push everything through. The only thing Trump can get done The only thing are things within his presidential powers. And yeah, he can ram those through. But unless he has, unless Republicans have complete control of the House and complete control of the Senate, Trump will get nothing else done. Nothing. Nothing. Because he's a bully and he pisses people off. So I don't know why anybody expects he's going to get anything done. Unless their bright hope is he gets the the House and the Senate. That's the only way. Whereas Nikki Haley, 
she doesn't piss everybody off. She pulls from the middle, which, by the way, you still can't win in the U.S. without the middle, which is why Trump lost to Joe Biden, not because of any fraud, but because Trump creates this rabid following. But he also creates a rapid opposition. And in that scenario, there's, there's no middle. And so that's why he lost, in my opinion. So Trump is not a good general election candidate because he doesn't pull from the middle and he is not a good White House candidate unless they get total control. It's that simple. He can't be a dictator. He wants to be a dictator. He celebrates and salutes dictators. He laments that he can't do certain things. He said he wants to be a dictator and then clarified that, that he wants to be a dictator for a day. But I know people love Trump, but you got to ask yourself, what is he going to do? What can he do in today's political environment? Nothing except just those things, just those powers defined for the president. That's it. That's all he can do. Let's see. I always have time. I always have a struggle with Twitch handles. So I, I'll call you Josh. I don't know what your name really is. Josh says Taylor Swift 2024. Yeah. Adam says is the forward party and the UUP affiliated closely. I would say willing to work together. I was endorsed a lot of thanks to Jake Field. I was endorsed by the forward party, and even though I was running for the United Utah Party. So I, I think same goals, maybe a little bit different approach. But yeah, that's how I'd put it. Jake says, friendly with each other, but not affiliated. Sheldon says, sorry, I tried to message you, but it will not let me. I will try email. Let's see. Mike says, okay, here's a question. E. Jean Carroll in her civil case, lowest burden of proof, more likely than not. What evidence did E. Jean Carroll present to prove her defamatory claims? So, Mike, I will I will tell you this. So let's let's just first of all be perfectly clear. Today was not about guilt or conviction or or proving that somebody did something. That's not what today was. So when Trump's attorney came out and said, we weren't allowed to do this, we weren't allowed to present that, it was all kind of like, okay, today was about the jury deciding the penalty. This was the penalty phase. This was not the guilt phase or the accountability phase. That's not what today was. Now, Mike, I will tell you that in a in a case where the the person making the allegation cannot remember the day that it happened, I think that's really problematic. Because if your accuser can't remember the day that it happened and she couldn't, then how can I provide an alibi? How can I find witnesses to support that? So I think that the culpability, the fact that he was found liable for that, I found it to be very shaky. But remember, all you have to do is convince, you know, a certain number of people 
you know, who feel like you're credible or who feel like they don't like Donald Trump and, they, you know, they don't like the billionaire, so they're going to go after him. But in my opinion, and I'll be honest, I didn't watch the, the whole trial, but man, I wouldn't want to be accused by somebody who couldn't even remember the date that had happened. Uh, let's see. Chris says, but Haley has said she'll pardon Trump. Boo. I haven't heard that, but I'm actually, I've said this before. I am, I am not necessarily against that. This is going to, you know, Nixon was pardoned for the good of the country. The problem with pardoning Trump is he doesn't stop, you know, he doesn't stop running his mouth. He doesn't stop sharing lies, conspiracy theories. I think if she did say that, I think I understand why you would think that. But I, I just know if, if, if Trump loses, if he's not allowed to run again, if he survives the next four years, he runs again, right? So I don't know. I don't know. Adam says, bottom line is we need not reward bad behavior by allowing it. Such a good point. I've always felt like we need to hold our own accountable. I did a video. I don't know if it's posted yet. Yeah, it has posted. And it's basically we need to be better. Why, why as a conservative do I hold conservatives to a higher standard? The reason for that is because I thought we were supposed to be better. I thought we were supposed to have the moral high ground. I thought that we were supposed to have our facts together and that we wouldn't support or promote lies. I thought that we were better. And I thought that we criticized the left for those things. And often I felt like my criticism was true. And then all of a sudden, after years of trying to be better and pointing out that we're better, all of a sudden we're embracing the idea that because they did it, we should do it and even do it worse. If that's the case, I mean, let, let me put it in other terms. So we're, let's say on, on the battlefront, we're fighting terrorists, okay? Terrorists have them, they kill innocent people. They kill women, they kill children, right? They cut off the heads of people. Now, we can decide to embrace those behaviors. There's nothing stopping us from embracing those very behaviors. So why don't we do it? Well, Trump said he thinks we should cut off their heads. That's the difference between me and Trump. I believe that humanity should be better and that if we embrace the low of the low and the evil of the evil, then we are no different than the low and the low and the evil. And if we're no different, then what's the point? Then, then at that point, it's just a matter of who has the bigger guns. And they win. And they don't win because there's a moral high ground. They don't win because they're better. They win because they had more muscle. I would like to, th like at the end of World War II, we could, we had nuclear weapons. We could easily have taken over the earth at that point. 
We didn't have to give Japan back to Japan. We didn't have to divide up Berlin. We didn't have to divide up Germany. We didn't have to do any of those things. We didn't have to give back Africa. We didn't have to do any of those things. We had the biggest sword, but we did it. We gave it back. Even after the, the Japanese fighting tactics were so horrific and the kamikazes and all of those things, we still gave it back. Sorry, dogs barking. Somebody must have ordered DoorDash, if you can hear that. So for me, one of the things on Lyft Politics, it says, hang on, somehow I left the page. But I love how we put it on there. Man, the dogs are going crazy. Let's see here. Lift politics. Who we become in our fight is just as important as whether or not we win the battle. If we become so ugly, so hateful, so evil, then what's that all for? What's, what's the point? And, and that's kind of the core of what I'm fighting for. I thought we were better. And instead, we're celebrating that we're worse. And we're saying every single time, and how many of you had this happen? Every single time, I am critical in some way about Trump. Do you think that the person who is responding to me answers my point about Trump? Do you think they say, well, maybe it's because Trump believes this, or maybe it's because what Trump believes could benefit this? Do you think one person ever in the history of my comments has ever said that? No. What do they say? They say Biden did this. Democrats did this. It's like my kids. He started it. We're supposed to be better. And if, if we embrace those same tactics... Well, not only are we not better, but man, if we lose, what does it matter? Because now it's about who has the bigger stick. All right, let's go back to some of your comments because I went crazy. Mm, let's see. Uh, let's see. Orion talking about attempts to merge the UUP with the forward party. Mike says... Mike says, no, this is talking about the E. Jean Carroll. He says, no, but the initial civil trial led to today. You're, exa you're exactly right. The civil trial, E. Jean Carroll, it ended up, well, wasn't today's trial about the defamation that occurred after the first trial? I'm, I'm not totally sure on that, Mike. I haven't been following the E. Jean Carroll stuff, so you can tell me. I thought that this was the defamation after the first civil trial. Mike says, that's why I started the civil trial first. Let's see. Mike says, a New York City jury, LOL, LOL ha ha. Look, I'm not, I'm not a jury blamer. I'm just not. I think it's the best system that we have. It's not perfect. And yes, juries... Sometimes, sometimes they go astray. O.J. Simpson, sometimes they do. Um, but for the most part, I'm not going to sit here and say that the jury had some particular motive because I don't know. We know that the O.J. jury did because those jurors came out and actually admitted it. But 
I'm I'm not I don't I didn't hear what they heard and I don't know what they felt. Let's see. Adam says how important is networking? Very and how I do it like a pro. Well, I'd love to hear it. Orion says Trump is an individual who has sexually assaulted over 25 women. Okay, let's change that to allegedly. Has bragged about it, yes, and has faced zero consequences until now. This is the amazing thing about Trump, and that is that any allegation against him strengthens him. Now, I've given a lot of thought to this, and you might ask, how can allegations against him strengthen him? Well, I'm going to use a word here that I have tried to resist using for a long time, but it fits. I have, as of late, spent a lot of time studying cults. And I've actually put together a list of things that happen in a cult. One of the primary things that happens in a cult is that the members are convinced that there is only one source of righteousness or authority. And so everything else is fake news. It's inflammatory. And you know what? Don't even listen to it. Don't even go towards it. And then the part of it that is so sneaky is that you get convinced that every attack against this person, this leader, the attack happens not because the attack is legitimate, but it happens as proof that your guy is actually the only one. He's the one who is righteous. He's the one. This happens in every single cult, and I've studied about 45 of them now. In every single cult, it is positioned that adversity to the religion is not a sign that the religion, that there are issues and legitimate claims. It's a sign that the cult is true. It's a sign that the religion is true. Otherwise, you wouldn't have adversity. Look at everything Trump says. I did a video on this today. Everything that Trump says, all of his problems, where do they stem from? They stem from Biden. They stem from the left. They stem from evil judges. They stem from evil attorney generals. And why? Why? because they don't want him to be elected. This is pure cult language. And what happens is the extension of that cult is that the leader then passes that victimology onto their followers. So it's not just me that's being attacked, it's all of you. You are being attacked and you should feel angry about it. The other thing that's amazing is that the leader will talk about how all of this victimology, every all these attacks, everything happening to them is because they're a victim and it's because they are strong in the truth. And this is this is the strange the, the amazing thing about Trump 
Everybody thinks is strong. Everything he's, he's a bully. Everybody thinks this is the guy who's going to fight for me. But watch his language. It's all victimhood. It's all poor me. It's all I'm being attacked from over here. I'm being attacked over here. And it strengthens him. It strengthens him. If he gets convicted of a crime, it strengthens him. You know how he's gone into these court cases and he's been mouthy with the judges? Do you think that's not calculated? That's to send a message from Trump that he doesn't care about the authority of these judges. He doesn't care about these proceedings. It's a message to his followers. This is, and I have resisted this language for a long time, and I don't mean to suggest that all of his followers are cult-like, but there is a group of them who believe that every attack on Trump, every claim against Trump, is a sign of his divinity, and it is a sign that he is the chosen one. And that's why when, when Nikki says she'll pardon him, or I said this years ago, let's just, let's stop going after him so he can disappear. I, I meant it. Not that I wanted anybody to get away with a crime, but these things empower him. They empower him because he's put his people in a place where any attack against him, if he went out on 2nd Avenue and shot somebody, they would say that person deserved to be shot. <laughs> Hang on, Coke Zero. See the shake? Ugh. Okay, so went on a tear there. Mm-hmm. Mike says, Nikki Haley is nearly as atrocious as Hillary Clinton. She's disingenuous, dishonest, and the majority of votes she got in New Hampshire and Iowa were Democrats. Registering as independents or changed parties to Republican <coughs> to vote for her to run against Biden. Exit poll interview voters admitted they voted for Haley when they'd vote for Biden in the primary. While that is not illegal, obviously it's a dirty pool. Well, you can call it dirty pool on the part of the Democrats. We see the exact same thing here in the state of Utah. I'm curious why you call her atrocious as Hillary Clinton, disingenuous and dishonest. I agree with Democrats coming over and voting for her. But if you look at national polling, she pulls a good portion of the center and she pulls those of us who are center right. Mike says, Orion, as Jay, as Jay says, evidence. So you guys are talking to each other. Let's see. Orion, you can present evidence to a flat earther or a Trumpkin, but it will be ignored over belief, over observation and object objectivity. I did a video on flat earth the other day. That video said, please stop debating flat earthers. Please stop. You're giving them a platform. Don't comment on their pages because comments affect the algorithm and that allows them to, to continue to grow and expand. Don't do it. Don't do it. Stick with established science. There, there's no debating somebody who's willing to ignore all of established science from every agency in the country. It just, 
Just don't do it. Just ignore them. Don't stop giving them a platform. Let's see, Mike. I know you're going to ask me this question. Hang on a sec. Uh, give me a sec. Glad you guys are hanging out with me tonight. Let's see. Bum, bum, bum. Give me a minute. I don't know why I feel like I have to hum to make you guys. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see here. Trump said the other thing with the terrorists is you have to take out their families. When you get these terrorists, you have to take out their families. They care about their lives. Don't kid yourself. When they say they don't care about their lives, you have to take out their families. Another Trump statement, torture works. Okay, folks, you know I have these guys saying torture doesn't work. Believe me, it works. And waterboarding is your minor form. Some people say it's not actually tortures. Let's assume it is. But they asked me the question, what do you think of waterboarding? Absolutely fine. But we should go much stronger than waterboarding. Let's see. <laughs> Here he's saying about Vladimir. It is always a great honor to be so nicely complimented by a man so highly respected. That's talking about Vladimir. I had a list of these, Mike, somewhere in my notes. Um, it's not here. I will find it because I know he said it. Let's see. Is this it? Mm -hmm. <sighs> I'll find it for you, Mike. But even there, saying we need to kill their families, that still makes the point that we're we're supposed to be better, and Trump is not about being better. Uh, it was in an interview he did in the Oval Office. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to take all your time looking. But Mike, I'll find it for you. Let's see. Um, yeah, now people are debating about the source. I'll find you the source. Uh, Adam says it got a bounce. Thanks for all your lifting and hard work. I'll be in touch. And then he gives his email. Thank you. <laughs> Mike says flat earthers. Geez, how celery. How celery. Mike says it's 1 a.m. here in chilly West Virginia. Chris says your shakes are called essential tremors, not Parkinson's. Yeah, I didn't call them Parkinson's. I called them essential tremors, did I? Because I don't have Parkinson's. It's essential tremors. And they're getting worse, by the way, and they could get they could get much worse. I'm on a couple medications for the essential tremors. Orion says, I remember Trump saying that about waterboarding. Let's see. <laughs> Chris says, tremors, not tumors, LOL. Yeah, sometimes my mouth gets disconnected from my brain. Orion says, I also remember Trump congratulating uh, Xi Jinping on being appointed for life. Trump said, gee, maybe we'll have that today. <laughs> Amy Iverson and I had this joke that I kept trying I kept trying to get her to say on the air. Uh, for those of you who remember our show 
on KSL News Radio called The Browsers. I kept getting her to quote something from Xi Jinping. And <laughs> I was going to say, oh, that's what Xi said. <laughs> I just, I'm a kid. <laughs> She would never do it. I tried so hard to get that that's what she said joke onto KSL News Radio. It just <laughs> it uh it just <laughs> uh let's see what else I had on my list today. Let's see. If I had things that were not Trump. Ryan says it's fun to be 14. Let's see. Oh, here's one of the things we were talking about, Nikki Haley. I had somebody put in my comments because I, I made a Nikki Haley post. And the question was, what's Nikki Haley's real name? And I'm sure that's the that's the the tone. That's what their voice sounds like. What's Nikki Haley's real name? And of course, I commented back, well, why does that matter? And they didn't respond to me. And other people responded to them. But I think you kind of know the implication, right? And I've heard this over and over again, that Nikki Haley is hiding her real name. And I don't even know her real name, but she's hiding her real name because she doesn't want us to know who she really is, or she doesn't really want us to know her background, or maybe she's not even qualified to be president. Maybe there's a birth certificate issue. And I just, I, I just looked at that and, and I'm like, this is, this is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. If, if you can't sit there and articulate for me why you don't like a candidate so you resort to going after their name, that's pathetic. It's just pathetic. Like people in my comments, here's what I get. I make a statement. Here's what I get. Dumbass. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you had... All that time, it's like, not we're not live. We're not having a conversation. You had all the time in the world to come up with an answer, and you typed in dumbass. It, it's like, if you, if you are so right, if you can so easily refute anything that I say, why don't you? All you got is dumbass. Or in this case with Nikki Haley, why did she use her fake name? Well, you know who else got accused of using their fake name during a run for Congress? You know who it was, right? This guy. People are like, hey, Jay, why are you lying about your name? It's probably the same guy. Hey, Jay, why are you lying about your real name? When I had my real name on my website, when I had my real name, I would share it on the air all the time, and I would share why I had a different name. And that's because when I first got into talk radio, my program director heard my real name, and he said, there is no way you're going on my radio station with that name. So we bounced some names around, 
and we finally came up with the name Jay McFarland. McFarland is my middle name. It is my mother's maiden name. And most of you know that my real name is Joey Smith. <laughs> it's an awful name. It's awful. I've never liked it. It's awful. And so I started going as Jay McFarlane for 25 years. I'm on the radio as Jay McFarlane. Everyone at church calling me Jay McFarlane. Everywhere I go, my wife introducing me to people as Jay McFarlane because it's just too hard to explain the difference. And then when it came time to run for Congress, I thought I was going to have to run under Joey Smith and then explain to everybody that Joey Smith is Jay McFarlane. And I get down there at the Secretary of State's office and they're like, use whatever name you want. And I'm like, what? They're Yeah, whatever you write on that line will be your name on the ballot. And I'm like, you mean I can put my name on the ballot as Bodie McBoatface? And they're, yeah, go for it. So I, of course, put down Jay McFarland because that's how everybody knew me. And, of course, people, Jay, why are you hiding your real name? As if there's some conspiracy about me using a fake name. And, and the other thing that bothers me is that I know so many people in high school and even now who have a name given to them by their parents but it's difficult for us to pronounce. And so those people decided when they came to this country or, or if they're born in this country and their parents give them a name that's hard to pronounce, that they choose an easier name just to make life easier. I worked with somebody this week who, whose name is very difficult to pronounce. In fact, I don't know how to pronounce it. So she goes by Julie. And I know once, oh, Julie, why are you? It's the same guy. Why are you hiding your real name? <laughs> it's the same guy. <laughs> I can't tell you how many people I've known over my life that changed their first name because it would be hard for other people to pronounce. There's nothing evil here. And I think there are people, I think that there are racist undertones for some people. So I hope that everybody can get over the idea that somehow she's hiding her name. Let's see. Orion says, Nikki has made enough gaffes lately to fill a cargo freighter. I did a video on whether or not the United States is a racist country in response to one of these gaffes from Nikki, you can find it on my TikTok or on YouTube or on my reels. You'll see that. Mike says she's gone by Nikki her entire life. That's a dumb talking point. Totally agree with you, Mike. He says, oh, like somebody calling Trump Drumpf or people who like Trumpkins. Yeah, it's pathetic. Oh, the one that drives me insane is there's a couple calling Kamala Harris, Camel Toe Harris. That one to me is vile and disgusting. And the other one is, I'm not sure how it goes, but calling President Trump a pedophile, a child sniffer. That one is so disgustingly low. And I've shared with you why it's so low. And if, if you don't know, I'll share it with you quickly. 
There are several pictures of Donald Trump, not Donald Trump, sorry, of, of Biden, where it looks like he's sniffing a child. And this is where the whole, he's a pedophile. He loves to smell, to smell children. And it's just so pathetic. And it's so sad. And to me, it's a perfect example of people who are unwilling to do an ounce of research, but they are willing to destroy a man's character to the point of accusing them of pedophilia. When if they would have done any research, those pictures are pictures of Joe Biden hugging his grandkids, giving them comfort. Where? Where were they? They were at their mom's funeral. His granddaughter's, no, his daughter's funeral. They were his grandchildren. And here he is offering comfort. And somebody wants to say he's a child sniffer. So pathetic. Mike says you can't run as Joseph Smith in Utah. Just, <laughs> just a reality one to, as to deal with. Yeah. Well, I started out on the radio in Las Vegas, so it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. And and just so you know, Mike, my real name is actually Joey. It's not Joseph. And with this new tax company, I have to use my legal name in filing taxes and working with everybody. So here I am, 54 years old, and I'm answering the phone. This is Joey. And I'm going to be 90 years old. It's little Joey. <laughs> and you know who else was Joey McFarland? Have you ever looked that up? This may be way beyond, way beyond your time. But let me see. See if any of you remember. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it wasn't Joey. It was Spanky. Spanky McFarland. What show was Spanky McFarland on? Trivia question. If you can answer that question, you get a thousand points. <laughs> Orion says the Joey Smith conspiracy theory. Mike, I have no, I can't pronounce what you're saying. Jake says not a fan of Trump. Also not a fan of Haley. I don't, I don't know if you remember. You should go back and watch when the whole controversy was going on with the Confederate flag over, over the legislative house in Nikki Haley's state. I would like you to go back and watch her speech and see what a statesman looks like. Somebody who had heard both sides. Somebody who recognized the differing viewpoints. And instead of calling one side something terrible, and only saluting and celebrating the other, she managed to do something amazing. I would like you to go back and watch it. No candidate is, is perfect, and that is too high of an expectation. I would like you to go back and watch it and then tell me what you think. Michael says, wow, never heard that said about VP. Horrible. I hear it all the time in my comments. Let's see. Mike is saying his daughter's diary described in when he showered with her as a kid. You're talking about Biden. Let's check that one out, Mike. <clears throat> uh, 
says two people were convicted of trying to sell the diary. Let's see. So this is a claim um, that she was seven or eight. I know, I know a lot of parents who did something very similar. I'm trying to find if the uh, did. Uh, let's do this. Not out of the ordinary, though, and not not an act of pedophilia. Let's try this. Snopes. Hang on. Give me one more second, guys. Man, this list is long. I'll have to go back and, and look at that. This list is way too long. But, I mean, let's also be, care, be clear. Some people think that because I don't like Donald Trump and I think he's a danger to this country, that that means somehow I support Biden. Biden is a wreck. And they think that these these comments, these slurs and everything else are new to Biden. They've been going on for 40 years. I've told you that the first app, I designed over 100 apps for the iPhone way back when I was in Dallas. The first app I ever released was called Pocket Politician. And it was just a soundboard of politicians and their gaffes. And the number one person of gaff after gaff after gaff was Joe Biden. So uh, let's see. Chris got it right. Spanky McFarland. Mike said our gang. It was Little Rascals. So I know that because when I was on the air in Dallas, there was a talk show host on another station. And that's what he called me. Spanky McFarland. All right, let me see if I have anything else on your on my list. Tell me if you have anything else on yours. Oh, this one is interesting. I'll put this one in a in a video, but I heard today, hang on. I, <laughs> my office now, the command center has has grown now that I'm back on the game. So in front of me, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight screens. And it's because I don't like going back and forth. So one screen has my email and my text. The other screen has my notes and my reminders. The other screen has my internet and my calendar. And then over here, you have another Chrome. Over here, you have more reminders. So I don't want to have to flip around through through different computer screens. So now, because I'm back in the game news-wise, I've added two new screens. They are up here. And one of them is constantly playing Fox News, and the other is constantly playing CNN. So... There is literally no more space in my office for screens. <laughs> my wife just, she just comes in and, and shakes her head. <laughs> Jake, regarding Nikki Haley, says there are definitely moments Haley has impressed, which I'm not contesting. Maybe she'll turn things around, but I've been very unimpressed with her performance in debates 
and with the media. I'm telling you, Jake, she is a statesman. I am telling you, she will bring people over to her side. She will, and Trump won't. There's just no reason to believe that Trump can bring anybody over to his side. None. None whatsoever. And unless he gets control of Congress and the Senate, he will be powerless, except for the presidential powers. Here's the other thing that I was going to make a video on, but you guys get advance notice of this. One of the things that I heard today from comments on my website and also from after I've heard, I saw it on some Fox channels from some of these pundits. And they were saying with this E. Jean Carroll thing, they were saying, what about free speech? What, what about free speech? Trump can say this. It's about free speech. And uh, I've heard a lot of people lately calling out constitutional rights for guns, free speech, different things. And I've just come to a couple of conclusions. The first is, I think very few Americans have read the Constitution. And if they ever did read the Constitution, it was a long, 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 long time ago. And they believe the Constitution actually backs up their belief system that how conservatism should be run or how liberalism should be run. And the Constitution does no such thing. It doesn't talk about a Christian nation. It doesn't talk about any of that stuff. In fact, religion, there's only two prohibitions against religion. The first is that there's no litmus test for holding, no religious litmus test for holding office. And the second one is that Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion. So God literally does not appear in the Constitution anywhere except in the signature where it says, in the year of our Lord. That's the only place. So you can't sell me on the idea that this was supposed to be a Christian nation. But there is a common misconception about what it means to be constitutional. And this is something that needs to be shared, and I'm not sure how many people understand it. I hope that the people who are on the air with us tonight, I hope that, that you understand this. What is constitutional is not defined only by the Constitution. What do you think I mean by that? The Constitution is bigger and has a much broader reach than just the words in the document. In fact, the Constitution is quite a lot bigger than the words in the document. Now, why would I say that? Does anybody know? Do you have your little typing fingers? Maybe I should wait and, and see. See if somebody can tell me, why is the Constitution much bigger and much more powerful than the words that are just written? Because there are people who believe that the Constitution only has the authority of what is written in the original document. And I used to believe this, and I used to shout this from the rooftops on the radio, and then I learned. Anybody? Mike, Jake, anybody? Michael Warner? Anybody? 
I'll wait here. Michael D. Warner says Fox says economy dead. MSNBC says good. What is your opinion? Inflation down? Unemployment down? Economic growth? Gas prices down? I I don't know what's wrong with this economy, but it's it's not that Joe Biden did anything about about the economy, just like it, Trump didn't do anything for his economy. Trump did nothing. Trump inherited an economy from Obama, and Obama did nothing. The American people, our resiliency, we're the ones that recovered from 2008. Take a look at the last year of Obama's economic growth numbers and then put Trump right over the top. Trump did squad douche for that economy. And then Democrats are like, well, his economy was destroyed in his last two years. Of course it was. It's called a pandemic. Of course it was. And now they're like, look, Biden is pulling us out. First, they're like, look at Biden's inflation. Look at his terrible job growth. He's coming out of the pandemic. Of course, that's going to happen. Now that we're starting to fully come out, good economy, good job, inflation. This is the problem with the belief system that a president has control over the economy. It's a load of crap. It's complete nonsense. Complete nonsense. This economy is good. This economy is good. Is it Joe Biden that did it? No. That's nonsense. Ridiculous. Nonsense. 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 How did we how did we get on that topic? Oh, I think Michael Warner asking about about the economy. Okay, I asked you the question. Why is the Constitution bigger than what is written in the document? Why can't you just go to the document, read it, it's very short, and then say, you know everything about the Constitution, and it says this about Second Amendment, and that's what it says, so then that's what it means. And anybody who goes against that is going against the Constitution. It is not like that at all. And who is sharing that with us? Jake Phil. Jake, you win a thousand points. He says you're talking. I'm going to put this on the screen. Let's try it. Let's try it, Jake. He says you are talking about case precedent. People miss this. They miss it. They don't understand it. You see, the Constitution is not just what is written in the document. The Constitution is what's written in the document, and then every single standing rule of the Supreme Court. If the Supreme Court decides something, that is now a de facto part of the Constitution. It has the same force as the Constitution. There's only There's only two ways to change a Supreme Court decision. The first is to get the Supreme Court to overturn that decision. The second is to amend the Constitution to take the authority away from the Supreme Court. So when people talk about this right or that right, and they're just reading 
the base document, it is dangerous and it is foolish. There are so many rights, so many things that we have, so many laws that are the case of Supreme Court. I'll give you an example. Much of the tax laws for day traders that I deal with every day, there's no, there's nothing written in the code. I can't just look it up. It all comes from court cases and the Supreme Court. So you literally have to go back and read cases. But let me give you another easier to understand example. How many of you know what Miranda rights are? You know what Miranda rights are. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and be used, can and will be used against you. We've all seen this on TV constantly. And this Miranda rights are known as constitutional protection. Please go back to the Constitution and find me Miranda rights. It's not there. Miranda rights were created by the Supreme Court, and they are part of the Constitution. So we get caught up in this thing where like free speech is, it says I have freedom of speech. Constitution is changed by the Supreme Court. So you need to learn about how it's been changed before you go out in the streets and start screaming that you understand the document. All right. Let's see. Mike says Article 5 of 4, which promises that the federal government shall protect each state against invasion. And Article 1, S10, Clause 3, which acknowledges the state's sovereign interest in protecting their borders. Arizona versus United States. So this is obviously about illegal immigration. The word invasion is up for debate. Sometimes it just comes down to semantics. Our invasion traditionally means somebody who's coming in by force and trying to replace your government and your land and your people with theirs. This is a group of people who are coming in and they are asking for help. They are refugees, they don't have jobs, they don't have food, they are hardly an invasion force. So there are semantics here about what invasion means. Now, here's the crux, here's the key for me. We're never gonna solve this problem without comprehensive immigration reform. Senate and the House are working on this right now, Trump doesn't want it to happen. I don't think he wants it to pass until he gets elected. But I'm the only person I know who has published a comprehensive immigration reform package that I believe covers all of the different angles. You ought to check it out sometime. Although I don't, I don't know where I've got to post it anymore. Mike says the economy sucks and has not come back. Biden has not created 14 million jobs, four at best. We are at, uh, let's see here, unemployment rate in U.S. We are at 3.7% unemployment. That is pretty good. Let's see. Um, and of course, there's all these 
all these metrics, right? I don't want to use Trump's number at the end of his term because that would not be fair with the pandemic. At any rate, show, I mean, the unemployment rate is down. Stock market is skyrocketing. I think by every metric, the the government is doing quite well. Let's see. Let's see. Mike says, since when does Biden follow SCOTUS rulings? Student loan forgiveness. And then he's coughing. This is one of the things that happens. Wow, this is all Mike. Mike, is it just you and me? Are we the only ones left? No, there's a few people in here. Mike, there is <laughs> there is this give and take, this battle that always happens between presidents, Congress, and the Supreme Court. And, and here's the way it works. And it happens every time. It's happened with every president. I've been covering presidents for 25 years. It happened with Trump. It happened with Obama. It happened with... It's happening with Biden, happened with Bush. It even happened with Arnold Schwarzenegger as governor. They make all of these campaign promises. They get into the White House and they want to do things and they find out that the Constitution doesn't support them. And so they start getting incredibly creative about how under their own powers they can do this. Trump did exactly this with the wall. How can we take existing money that's already been approved and use it over here? And quite often they get their hands slapped by the Supreme Court because Democrats or Republicans will sue them and they have to turn around to pull it back. This is nothing new to Biden. It's nothing new to Trump and it's nothing new to Obama. This happens to every president. They campaign on these amazing ideas. Then they come in and try and be dictator for a day. And they realized, what? They're suddenly surprised. They don't have the authority that they thought they did. And so now they try and finagle. Their opposition says, you're so willing to do what uh, go against the Constitution and the Supreme Court. But they hire their lawyers and their lawyers are like in their ears saying, no, no, we can do this. You know, you got to remember that the Supreme Court is and their decisions and the Constitution, it's up for interpretation. There is no solid way to read it that we all can stand and, and read it exactly the same. So these things are going to happen. They're going to happen. They've happened with every president. If you read about our history, I mean, go back to Washington. Go back to our first three presidents and look at their battles over what is constitutional and what isn't. This, this is nothing new. Nothing new. So that's my take on that. Let's see. Mike says, oh, let's go to Jake. Why can I only see some of the comments? So the reason for that, let me see who's on right now. So I'm broadcasting to more channels than I used to. So I'm broadcasting to Twitter, to YouTube, to LinkedIn, to Facebook, and to Twitch. 
not all of those services return comments. So if you remember in the past, I used to put the comments on the screen. If you liked that, then I will put the comments. Does that do it? I don't think that does it. Let me see. I will, I will in the future, Jake, I'll get those comments back on the screen. Well, here's a perfect example of what we were talking about. Ross on Facebook has an opportunity to tell me where I'm wrong, to articulate what I missed, to share with me, which should be so easy to do, where I missed the boat. And this is his answer. Here we go. You ready? There you go. That's his highly educated response. And look at his picture. It looks like looks like your normal guy. It looks like his wife and his son. And he's going to come in here and instead of take the time to make an educated response, to tell me where I'm wrong, what did I miss, he's just going to attack. And, and why does he attack? Because that makes him feel better. And his hope is to make me feel bad. Because if he can make me feel bad, then that means somehow he has triumphed and somehow that makes him right because he made somebody else feel bad. And it's funny when we get in these long discussions and I point out that people were way off and then they move from one topic to the next and I'm still debating them. One of the final comments from them, and I'm like just above board, no emotion, just, you know, explaining where they're wrong, giving them sources, whatever. And right near the end, and I know it's always come and they say, well, I'm sorry if you got offended and that I made you feel bad. Why are they saying that? It's a power play. It's a power play. It's all it is. They want to feel like if they made me feel bad, that somehow they were right. I mean, think about that. Somehow they were right because they made somebody feel bad. Does that feel a little playground-ish to you? A little bit? Let's see. Mike, I'm having a hard time stringing everything together. So he says, yes because the uniparty Republicans stood in his way when in the first two years he had a super majority. I guess talking about Trump in his first two years. Mike says, Mike seems not to like Biden. <laughs> I guess talking about Mike F. Yeah, I think if there's anything uh, that we can all establish from Mike, is it Floribel? Is that how you pronounce that? Not a Biden fan. Yeah, I would definitely say, I'm not going to say a rabid cult-like fan of Trump, but definitely leaning to that side, it seems to me. You know, but I, I'm sure you all know where I'm at. I mean, I I started out trying to find the good in Trump and trying to share with you when he he did things that I thought were good and it it suddenly got worse and worse and worse. And Mike, now I believe that he is on the verge of destroying our country. And he's willing to do it. 
for his own for his own cause, for his own fame. And so I've decided to fight, you know, every way I can. And I've also decided to prepare myself just in case something happens. So this is one of the ways I've decided to prepare myself. And that is, this is actually a really cool little thing that I picked up. This is an old police surplus model. And it's really cool. It's a PX, PX4 Storm. It has a rotating barrel. So when you, when you pull it back, when it shoots, instead of the barrel going up, the barrel rotates and absorb absorbs the recoil recoil i don't know if you can see that so less recoil and it's also double action only so i, I kind of like it it's a safe gun not the gun that i carry i got it because i just like the way it feels and i like the double action here's the one i picked up and I, th I don't know if YouTube lets me show these, so I could be taking a risk here. But this is, this is the one I carry every single day. Jake will know what these are. Jake, can you guess? You should know instantly what this is. Everybody who knows anything about guns should know what this is. The large handle should tell you a little bit what this particular weapon is. Jake, you got it? Glock 19? No. I told you one time, Jake, what it is. When we went out to eat, I told you what it was. Do you remember? Not a 19. Oh, there you go. Jake says, oh, wait, it's 45. Yes, it's a Glock 45. So I've been arming myself. Also, Jake got a Smith & Wesson response. Have you checked those out? Smith & Wesson Response is a, it's a 16-inch rifle, but it takes Glock magazines. It is very good. Jake says my hand was covering the rest of, of the magwell, so maybe that's why he, he missed what it was. And again, I, I don't know what I can show on the YouTube. Uh, I guess we'll find out, won't we? So, Jake, have you heard of the uh, SNW response, Smith & Wesson? It's, it's really cool. It's lighter, and it shoots Glock magazines, and so 9mm. You ought to check it out. Really cool. <sighs> Jake says, nice. Pistol caliber carbines are blowing up these days. Yep, that's what it is. Smith & Wesson response, PCC. Maybe I'll show it to you next time we chat. Anything else you guys want to talk about? I think, let's see how long we've been going. Oh, almost two hours. That's not bad for our first chat back. Listen, I'm not making any promises as to how often I'm going to do this. I will be posting four videos a day on TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So that will be happening. So subscribe on Reels or TikTok or whatever. And they're going to be on the issues of the day. So I hope you'll check them out. I hope you'll comment on them. Let's see. Mike says, I have a six-hour 
Trad556, come on by. We'll go out to the outdoor range. That would be fun. Our next time I go to Utah, we can go by Utah Lake. Yeah, on the overside of Utah Lake where all of that trash is. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> been out there many times. I have been storing up ammunition, so I'm ready to go and, and use some of it. So, Mike, check in with me when you head out here. I'd love to do it. Jake, we need to get out, too, as well. I need to get my family out. So let's let's end it there, shall we? This has been awesome. It's been good to be back. And it's good to finally be out of the dark side, coming back into the light. So hopefully we can bring each other up together. We can fight the good fight together. And with that, everybody have a wonderful night. I appreciate you.